Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't. The conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth. And I want to start by saying in advance, thank you for bearing with me. It has been a crazy 10 to 12 days for me. I talked about it briefly last week. I mentioned that if anyone reaches out on behalf of Samantha Ruth or Grief Hab, that it's not a representation of me, that the only person that would ever contact you is me. And I want to talk a little bit more about that today. And I will probably be all over the place. It really, really has been a lot. And the only way I know to be is brutally honest. It is me. It is the only way I know how to get through things. I also know that so many other people can relate, have been through something similar or will be through something similar and need to talk about it, hear it, know that they're not alone. I know people need to know their options and to know what to do and to know as quickly as possible. And I also want to talk about this for the people who might be on the other side. I'm going to say that I'm on the receiving end. So I want to talk about the people who maybe are on the giving end, the people who struggle with conversations, people who struggle having the conversations. I'm not going to say confrontation because I don't believe that all conversations have to be a (laughs) confrontation. See, I told you. It's one of these stretches. We all have them. And let me tell you, I am losing it, people. I am, I always talk to my dogs, right? But I, more than usual, out in public, out and about where others are turning their head and looking at me like I'm a little bit less than sane. And I am, (laughs) but I'm losing it. I am like singing and dancing to keep my sanity. I am openly admitting that I'm losing it because folks, that's how I keep it. (laughs) That's how I keep it together. That's how I stay sane. We all have really tough stretches. And for me, finding the humor, owning it, accepting it, not resisting it, that is how I get through it. So thank you for bearing with me as I bounce around a little bit more than usual today. Uh, let me start by explaining and telling you all a little bit about what has been going on. For those of you who don't know, I moved unexpectedly from Boulder to Fort Collins uh, at the end of March 2022 because of the fires in Boulder. And moving at any time in life is expensive and stressful and overwhelming. Moving unexpectedly is expensive and stressful and overwhelming. I wasn't prepared. I hadn't planned for it. And it really set me on a financial stretch that I only recently have recovered from. 
And I am just now getting back to living the way I am used to, which is no, in no means extravagant, but being able to do things that help, help me function and maintain peace and comfort. Things like acupuncture, things like Pilates. Yes, are those luxuries and wants versus needs? Yes, but they do really, really, truly help with my state of mind and with my comfort level when it comes to my back pain and my neck pain with migraines and things like that. So having these things back in my life I am noticing how much I missed them and how difficult of a year it has been, right? So in that time, I switched from having, I had a company, a, a virtual assistant company type of thing that helped with all of my tech needs, all of the things that I have no business doing, but also really over my head and stresses me out and overwhelms me. And I don't, I don't want to know. I want to be doing what I am good at working with my clients, writing, you know, these things, making noise and breaking stigmas, doing the things that I should be doing, not fighting with technology. And truly it is fighting with technology. So when I moved, some of the changes I made in my budget, I found someone who was within my budget, who could do what I needed to get done, and nothing more, right? Versus the company that I had that did much, much more. And it was great. It worked. And I thought we both understood that it was, you know, temporary, that at some point I wanted more, that that I experienced. I needed more for my business, but I just couldn't afford it. And she didn't have those, you know, she didn't do those things. So when that time came, we would be parting ways because I, I needed more, right? So over the last couple of weeks, I had started looking and I found out two Thursdays ago. <laughs> this is my brain, guys. This is my brain on overwhelm. I don't know the days or dates. Two Thursdays ago, she must have found out. I woke up two Fridays ago to tech chaos. I couldn't get into some of my things. I didn't think anything of it. And then a few people started contacting me, letting me know uh, that she had contacted them and was saying not the nicest things about me. This had not crossed my mind. I hadn't found, I hadn't made a decision about her replacement yet. I had to at this point because I was locked out of things. Passwords had been changed. Uh, and, you know, someone close to me said, Sam, think about it, right? Like if you didn't change your passwords, who do you think did? She had access to your stuff. I don't think this way. My brother will be the first to tell you I am extremely naive. I am trusting. And I immediately had to make a decision, pick a replacement, right? Because I could not fix these things. It would, I needed to do it quickly. And 
Could I get it done? Possibly, but not nearly as quickly and as efficiently as someone else could. So I made a decision and this person saved the day. I thought this person was my hero, right? I was relieved. Life went on. Things moved on. I could breathe again. But that stuff takes its toll. That that does not just take a toll on me for that moment. I have to recover emotionally. It takes a toll on my business, right? I, I talked about it on my podcast. I sent out a newsletter letting people know. I posted on all social media saying, you know, in case anybody contacts you on behalf of Samantha Ruth, it is not me. That stuff really, really, truly impacts me. I have worked hard for my name and my business and my reputation. And so that that really impacts me. And so I was just getting back into the swing of things last week, just recovering from that and getting into the groove. And so Thursday, I am, you know, I send a newsletter that gets edited and I go to acupuncture and then I go to have lunch with a friend who was in from out of town. And I am happy Sam because acupuncture makes me feel good. And seeing a friend from out of town is amazing. And I am in a good mood and I get home and lo and behold, this newsletter was sent out without my approval and my recovering perfectionism traits kick into gear. And I'm like, you know, editing the red pen in me is like, oh my God, there are errors. Oh my God. It's, it's not, it's incomplete. It's incorrect. Oh my God. And now I can't reach this person, this new, I don't like the word assistant because there's so much more, right. But for lack of a better term, uh, you know, for this, for these purposes, I can't reach her. And I get some sort of a vague response at some point, like, you know, I have no idea what happened. I didn't mean to send it out, whatever I, something or another, it'll be, I'll fix it by whatever time, whatever time comes and goes and she's missing again and I'm getting no answers and my little spidey senses are going off and I have a bad feeling, but I'm naive, Sam, and I want to believe the best in people. And I just went through this crisis a week ago and I don't want to start over and Thought whatever. I wait however many hours. And at some point I have to reach out and say, you know, I you said you would reach out to me by whatever time I haven't heard from you. I'm confused. And I get a lash out angry response. And we all know an angry response in text message, right? When it's all capitals and um when somebody turns it around on you. Wow. You, you know, I'm so surprised you work with people in trauma. I can't believe this is how you respond to people dealing with trauma. I have no idea there's a trauma going on. I have been ignored and not responded to, right? But I'm a professional and I do care about anyone dealing with, with trauma. So I respond, I am so sorry. I hope, you know, if you and your family are okay. Is there anything, you know, if there's anything you need, whatever I say, something. And, and then I get some sort of nice, compassionate response, begging, you know, whatever. 
that it will be done that night. Like that night, meaning before morning, like before morning, before my eyes open in the morning. And of course I have that gut instinct, but it doesn't get done. Again, I'm getting pacified, BS, pacified, BS, ignored, disappear, ghosted, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I'm being polite, but anytime I ask or address this person's behavior, it gets turned around on me and like, well, you know, wow, look at your reaction. So I want to bring up and address at any point by Saturday and the, you know, fifth broken promise or whatever broke, you know, I made the decision that I can't work with this person who is clearly feeding me a load of BS. The dog ate my homework and I can't run a business this way, but I've lost over two days of time that I could have been looking for someone. I lost, you know, the news, all of these things that are not getting done a podcast that I'm doing right now that I don't know who's going to help me get it done, right? The business side of it, but the emotional side of it, that it takes its toll on me. So I make that decision and I get the lash out responses. So I just want to take the time to talk about being on both sides of this, right? To any of you who struggle having the conversations, I would have much rather heard on Thursday, whatever whatever the truth is, because I really don't know what it is. And I don't at this point believe that there was any sort of emergency. Hey, you know what? This wasn't the right fit for me. You're gonna need to find someone else. Peace, I'm out. I might not have liked it. I might not have appreciated it, but I sure would have appreciated knowing that I needed to find a replacement two and a half days earlier than being strung along for those two and a half days and having the stress. And let me tell you something else. My dad taught me this lesson very, very early in life. He told me to never put someone in a position that they have to come to me and ask for something that I am responsible for delivering. If I tell someone that I will be there at five o'clock and I'm going to be late. Don't make them come to me and say, where are you? Call them and tell them I will be late. If I owe someone money and I tell them I'm going to pay on the first of the month and I don't have it, don't make them come to me and say, where is it? As difficult as it might be, go to them and say, I don't have it. Can I get it to you on the third? Whatever the case may be. It might be awkward, it might be uncomfortable, it might be scary, but don't put someone who has already done, you know, is doing something for you, who is expecting you to be somewhere at a meeting, delivering a payment, whatever the case may be, in a position of having to come to you and ask, what's up? I should not have had to be coming to this person who was saying it will be done by four. It will be done before a.m. It will be done by noon. I should not have been having to come back saying, where is it? Don't give me a time and not deliver. 
These conversations might be difficult, but I promise you they're less difficult than the ones you'll have to have after the fact. Whether it's your teacher, your boss, your friends, you are costing yourself your reputation. You're costing potential relationships. You are costing your professional. This costs someone her job, her reputation, so many, many things. And whatever you think you're avoiding, perhaps she thought she was saving her job. Perhaps she thought she was saving an explanation. Whatever she thought she was saving, it saved nothing. I have a former friend, and this is not why the friendship ended, but I have a former friend that I watched her do this in every area of life. I watched her do it in school. I watched her do it with jobs. I watched her do it with her parents. Avoiding any difficult conversation. And whenever the conversation happened, it was always worse. She always judged the reaction she got and never looked at herself in the mirror to say, like, I got this reaction because I waited until the last minute, because I could have handled this differently. So to anyone who struggles with a conversation, to anyone who fears conflict, who fears confrontation, I promise you that whoever you have to have a talk with will respect you more for saying something along the lines of, I am completely nervous about this, but I would rather tell you now than pacify you and cost you time. But I will not be able to be there on Saturday, like I said. Something has come up. Whatever the case may be. There, and there are if there are people who do not respect that, then that is a reflection of them and you don't need them. There is value in truth and being upfront and honest. We all have things come up and have to make adjustments. And if this person just didn't like my business and didn't want to work anymore, that's fine. I can find someone else. If there really was an emergency, I have compassion. I completely would have found someone to fill in until she was able to come back. Now I have zero interest in having her come back, right? There are always options, but lying, ignoring, saying I'll do it by by a certain time and not doing it. I don't want that in my life. That is a disrespect for me, my business. That costs me sleep. That gives me stress, right? So let me tell you some of the things I've learned through this process. Of course, always, always trust my gut. I say this always, and I had the bad feeling from the get-go. And I feel like a, like a cold, callous person just being done with her immediately, right? But our gut is never wrong. 
Our instinct is never wrong. But that's not the big moral of the story for me. The moral of the story for me came after the fact. Who do we go to when we're in a crisis? I didn't have time to read resumes and to like go to an agency and to find a company. I reached out to friends and family and said, do you know anyone? I reached out to people I know. I reached out to the girl who helps me with my dogs, right? And and before that, let me back up. In reaching out to people I know, a few people started responding, right? And as I am, I'm talking to any and everybody at this point, because I am not going to not have a podcast episode. I already sent out an incorrect newsletter and the perfectionist in me is going apeshit. Pardon my French. I am going bananas that it went out. And I was going to say, I was told it would be fixed. And then I was told I could send out a little correction blurb and none of these things happened. And so like, it's, I'm losing my mind that, that my red pen didn't get out and corrected. So I am not going to miss a podcast episode. I am not going to have any of these things on my calendar get undone. So I'm talking to all of these people. And as I'm talking to people, some of them don't do podcast. You know, you, you, you weed people out based on things. And I'm talking to somebody who at first I imagine is going to be the perfect fit. I'm thinking, this is it. It's amazing. And as I'm sending stuff like I need this and this, she says, now mind you, right? Tech is my nemesis. You know this. Everyone knows this. As I am talking to her, and we've already talked verbally, we have talked, had a Zoom meeting. She has seen me near tears. She says, will you send it to me in a Google Doc? That's like asking me to do more tech, right? And I'm like, oh my God, wait, this can't be happening to me. You cannot be asking me to do more tech, right? Like, I, I, I can't, like, it's Japanese. Like, you're giving me homework. This, I want, I need someone who's taking stress off of my plate, not someone who's giving me more, right? So go with who you know. I of course, because I literally was up all night Friday night, last week and this week, last week, because of all the passwords and, and starting over, and this week, because I, I've been abandoned, I have no one helping me, and now I have to start over. Um, so I needed help today and have someone coming over to help with the dogs. So for, for something told me just to say, what is your other job? Like, what else do you do? Tell me, tell me it has something to do with tech and marketing, please, right? And lo and behold, wouldn't you know, one th take it from there, end of story. So for me, the big moral of the story is like, anybody can make a fake resume. Anybody can give you a fake reference. I had been going to all of these professional places and looking for this perfect person on paper. 
when I hadn't been taking advantage of who I know. And I don't mean taking advantage of, I hadn't been utilizing my network. Who do you go to when you need information? Like, I'm going to go to the people I know and say, do, you know, did you use Verizon or AT&T? I trust the people I know. So that is the big moral of the story for me. Trust your gut and go to your people before you look for strangers that have a great resume. I'm telling you, it was a fake resume and there was no emergency. I was fed BS and line after line after BS. So thank you for bearing with me over the course of this 10 to 12 day fiasco. We all have them. And I know you of all people don't care about my incomplete and incorrect newsletters and episodes when I bounce around and make no sense. And that means everything to me. I couldn't do it without you and truly, truly appreciate it more than I know how to express, especially when I am full of the feelings on a day like today. So I probably will still be recovering throughout the week. This stuff really does take a toll. You guys get it, right? We're dealing with enough. We are dealing with our stuff. And when something else, you know, that is big for us comes and takes a, you know, a curveball, it throws us off in other areas and it can take us a minute to get back into the swing of things. So I might make some adjustments this week. I might take some extra time outside with the girls. I'm going to do whatever it takes for me because I matter and I have to be okay to be here for you, for my clients, for my friends, right? We have to be okay to be the best version of ourselves for everyone else. So again, I cannot thank you enough for being a part of this community and for accepting me exactly the way I am, even on these bumpy days and stretches. Until next time, everyone, always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.